me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Told me he's like, hey man, everybody wants the advanced tactics in life, but he says the advanced tactics are mastering the simple things, and I've all. Welcome to episode four, and some of you will have noticed the subtle rebranding we've had to do early on in this project. Um, we are officially the Elemental Health Podcast, which is actually the original name that I wanted to go with. But um, let's uh, let's move straight on. I'm really excited about uh, bringing this guest into your life today. I was uh, overwhelmed when I came across him and the content that he produces. It's pure, simple, laconic messaging that I don't think we can hear enough. Um, and his his speciality and, and the way he approaches um, life, health, uh, professionalism and, and what he's trying to do uh, is, is fundamental, very simple, very straightforward. Um, and I, I think we need more of that, to be honest. I think that's kind of so much synergy with what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to cut through the noise in, in healthcare and the noise in and, and the medicalization of, of problems and the treating of symptoms and 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 trying to get to the bottom of of the root cause and and the fundamentals of change, behavior, and identity. Uh, and this guest is is doing that. He's achieving that on a, on a large scale um, without any any tricks or, or, or frills. You know, just solid solid consistency um, and simple messaging and that's that's really um, what I like about him so without further ado without further ado um, let me introduce Richard Mujica I hope that I said that right Rich um, he's an awesome dude he's coming to us all the way from California um, bear with the recording at his end it does jump in and out a little bit but I've, I've, I've done my best in the editing to make it as smooth as possible for you guys uh, it's just a short one today and pure simple shot in the arm you'll feel his passion his energy come straight through the earphones straight into your life and, and hopefully it'll, it'll allow you to go out and take some action and, and move forward in the areas that you really want to develop and, and, and build and, and, and improve your life awesome hope you enjoy guys is rich yeah cool okay cool let's let's uh let's jump straight in welcome to the podcast richard i'm gonna Thank pronounce you, it mujica hopefully i got that right welcome welcome to the elemental health podcast we've had yeah no thanks for having me nick this is awesome man and uh really appreciate it but i guess my story you know depending on how uh how far back we go here Really, I think my message is as I, I grew up in a great home, right? I had a great family. Everything was fantastic, man. I had, you know, two uh, parents that loved me. My Achilles heel, though, growing up is I had a mom and two older sisters, right? And so everything was taken care of for me, right? Everything, man. I'm talking laundry. I didn't have to worry about my, my homework. I didn't have to worry about uh, food. I didn't have to worry about anything because everything was taken care of for me. Uh, so as I grew up, I grew up with that. I've lost you, Richard.
zombie syndrome. I always call, I always tell men, I see them walking around and I see them kind of just fluttering through life in a, in a zombie type of motion. And I was able to flip the switch and I got really into personal development. Richard, Richard, sorry, we lost you for a second. We're going to keep rolling. Um, You were telling us uh, that you were brought up in a, in a predominantly female um, household and, and that, that was, that potentially became a problem. Yeah, eventually that became a problem, man, because I didn't know as I grew, right, as I, as I became a man, I didn't know how to cope uh, with adversity. I didn't know how to cope with uh, being married and having kids. And, and when things went wrong, I wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't sure how to react. And, uh, you know, I was filled with anxiety. I was filled with fear. I was filled with uh, emotional turmoil. And can you hear me good, Nick? Yeah. Can Okay, I'm sorry. Um, and it wasn't until about the age of 26, man, is where I found I got really, really big into personal development. I started reading books, started finding guys like Tony Robbins and my, my mentor now, Bedros Koulian. And I think uh, in a span of two years, right, I think I read over about 150 books. Wow. And uh, one book at a time. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, and, and one book at a time, my mindset shifted, right? My mentality shifted. I went from uh, the walking zombie syndrome of walking around, not having any purpose, uh, not living with uh, complete certainty, living in fear, living in uncertainty. And I switched that literally one book at a time, man. And uh, because of that transformation, I went from making about $40,000 a year in a span of two years, I 6X that income. And I think it's directly in proportion to the level of personal development that I went through. So really my message is to men, right? My message is, is primarily to men. And I say it's the five M's of manhood. You have mission, marriage, money, mindset, and muscles. And uh, what I say is if you can get all five of those areas of your life down, then congratulations, I call you a high-performance man, right? But if I were to pick one of those, Nick, that is the most important by far, that it trickles, it has a domino effect on everything else, that is by far your mindset. If you can master your mind, you can master anything else in your life. I don't care if that's fitness. I don't care if that's relationships. I don't care if that's business. I don't care what it is. It all starts with the mindset. And uh, that is really my message, man, how to go from that walking zombie syndrome to living life with, per- with passion, with purpose, and having that zest for life. And uh, that's what I try to get out there to my audience. So oh, that's fantastic to hear. What, was, uh, what, was, what do you put the turning point down? So you're in your 20s and your quote uh, that you have is you could have been a professional athlete, but you just didn't have the work ethic. And that became into a, and a series of could haves. And, and I, I can totally relate to that. I think um, in my 20s, I, just, yeah. I was a wandering generality um, and I, just, I could have been lots of things and I was trying lots of things. I just no real direction. And, and so, but what was the... Was was there um, a, a turning point, a, a sort of a switch that flicked, and what was behind that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think what the, uh, the 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 switch that I was able to flip in myself was self belief, 
I made that switch to where I had complete belief in myself that, that I can make things happen, right? So, so for instance, right, I'm not worried now if I lose my job. I'm not worried uh, what the economy does. I'm not worried who's in office. I'm not worried about the next political thing because I know I have absolute certainty in my skills. I have absolute certainty in my ability to make things happen. And, uh, and that switch flips. And when that switch flips for a man or for anybody in general, there is nothing in this life that can throw you off that course because you know in your heart that, man, I, I can pull through. I have belief in myself. And uh, that comes from your self-image. That comes from your self-esteem. And it also comes with all the thoughts that are running through your head. So that was a switch, man. That was, the, that was a switch. And it happened right around 20, about 20 six years old up until that point I I really had I had no degree of self-awareness I had no degree of <laughs> of where I was headed in life and that switch flipped man that switch flipped and well that's interesting Rich I think self-awareness from my perspective is is absolutely the crux and for me it didn't really happen till sort of my mid to late 30s believe it or not I was a really real late bloomer um, and I think it's it's so important to understand that we constantly need to develop self-awareness and that links in with the identity aspect as well um, and and without it I think in, in my, certainly my 20s um, I didn't have any self-awareness at all really and, and that led to just being completely ego-driven um, and modeling what was around me what I thought was was important based on my ego and ultimately I can reflect back now and, and see that you know it was a fun time but but it was completely rudderless directionless and uh, I get exactly what you're talking about yeah I mean everybody's gonna have that that moment in their life right some it's gonna be later some it's going to be earlier, um, but until a man or until somebody figures out, you know, I always say there's a great quote. Uh, it says the best day of your life is the day that you're born, uh, but the second best day is the day you figure out why, right? <laughs> and you have <laughs> you have a lot of people, man. They're 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 just out there, right? They're 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 floating, they're drifting, they're they're unsure of what's going on, and at some point in your life. You got to have that transition from from that 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 zombie stage to now living with complete purpose and passion. And it's not uh, it's not about finding that one thing, right? A lot of people think it's about finding that one passion in life, that one thing in life. But it's really not. It's about just making progress. It's about daily progress. It's about becoming better each and every day. And make no mistake about it, Nick. Success is a campaign, man. Whether it's success in your fitness, your health, your relationships, it's a campaign of daily habits, of daily rituals. And I think as soon as you can start realizing when every day is, is meant to become better, and if you're becoming better each and every day, then there's really nothing you cannot accomplish on this, on this planet. Yeah, I truly believe the same. So uh, with that said, what are the tools and the daily rituals that you've embedded now in your life? And, and what, what do you profess? What, what really works for you? Yeah, you know, everybody's different, man. But I, I think for me, it's, it's consistency is key, right? And I always say that I'm, I'm a big proponent of consistency. 
And, uh, you know, especially if your, your audience is into to health and, uh, fitness, I mean, man, you got to have consistency. So one thing in my life that's been probably above and beyond anything that has helped me, uh, uh, up until this point is my morning routine, man. And I always say the way you start the day, it sets the tone for everything else in your life. And, uh, I'm a big proponent is that you go to bed at the same time every night and you wake up at the same time every morning. And my mentor told me, he said, man, the worst thing you could possibly do, the worst thing in this, in this life you could possibly do is hit the snooze button. You do not hit the snooze button because he told me, he said, hey, Rich, every time you set the alarm in the morning, that's a promise to yourself. You're, you're making a promise. And if you hit the snooze button and you break that promise first thing in the morning, that sets a really bad tone for the rest of the day. And uh, I don't know if you follow Ed Milet, but uh, he always says that, hey, in order to build self-esteem, in order to have that self-confidence in yourself, you got to keep your promises. And most people break that promise in the first second of the morning. <laughs> and that carries out, man. So first thing is, don't hit the snooze button. Second thing is you got to have a morning routine. Now, what it looks like is up to you, but you have to have one, right? Maybe it's fitness first thing in the morning. Uh, maybe it's uh, having some water and waking up first thing in the morning and then doing daily gratitude. Whatever it is, it has to be on your time zone, right? A lot of people, they wake up and they start reacting. They're reacting to social media. They're reacting to emails. They're reacting to text messages. You got to get out of that reactive state in the morning and you have to dominate it by being proactive, right? What is that? Filling your mind with whatever it is for that day, uh, having a plan for that day, having uh, or maybe reading something, whatever it is, Nick, you just got to get out of that reactionary stage and dominate that morning. Could be 30 minutes, it could be an hour, but it makes a tremendous difference in your day. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, I think that my morning routine has propelled more success in my life than anything else that I have ever done. And it sounds so simple, but a lot of guys or a lot of people just don't do it. It's, it's always the simple stuff that, 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 that gets the results, but people, everyone's always looking for a complex single silver bullet that's going to, going to provide a solution. And that that's the frustration, especially as, as pros, you kind of, you, you, you preach the simple stuff, but no one wants to do it. They want, they want the complicated route that's going to take them off on a tangent, something new, something different, but it's always the really simple things. And just to add to what you're saying, yeah, for sure. Um, big fan of Bedros and big fan of Ed Milet as well. But, um, yeah. The, the, the way I always think about that morning routine as well, the fact that it has to be, yeah. um, it has to be programmed is because you get decision fatigue. Your brain can't cope with that many decisions. So start off by knowing exactly what you're going to do. Remove that, um, that decision-making from, from the first part of your day. Be automatic about that first 30, 40 minutes. I think Tim Ferriss said it, said it first. I think that's where I probably got the idea from. But, but yeah, just, just keep it regimented. Keep it... Keep it um, automatic and, and program yourself for success. It's, it's, it, like you said, it's simple, but that it, it is. And you know what? It's, it, and so, you know, something that I, I've always uh, gravitate towards. And again, my, my biggest mentor up until this point, his name is Bedros. And it sounds like you follow him, but he always told me, he's like, Hey man, everybody wants the advanced tactics in life. But he says the advanced tactics 
are mastering the simple things. And I've always remembered that. And I found it to be true. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, um, tell us, um, tell us about your podcast and your movement and what you're trying to create and, and the, you've, you've touched on it, but, but the, the, the big driver behind that moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the onward men podcast and, uh, it's built specifically for high performance men. And again, you know, I'm all about the five M's of manhood. Uh, uh, mission, money, mindset, muscles, marriage. And I really think as a man, especially in this day and age, in this society, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of wars, there's a lot of battles that a man faces every single day. And it's important for us to, to have a plan for those battles, right? Have a plan to take on those daily challenges because man, make no mistake about it, Nick, every day is a battle for a man every single day and you have so many hats you're wearing right you're a, you're a father maybe you're a husband uh maybe you're a, a a boss maybe you're an employee maybe you're a friend you're a coworker and how do you live life and 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 not let it kind of get you going crazy man right you can you can start getting overwhelmed you can start living in the state of fear and chaos and anxiety and overwhelm and my message to men is, hey, listen up. You've got to have your priorities. You've got to get your mindset right. And it all starts with having a plan. And, uh, you know, there's a book called The Art of War. And it says that every battle, every war is won or lost before it is ever fought. And uh, that's it, man. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a battle plan. And, uh, so I speak directly towards men and I, and I hope that it, it impacts their life. I hope that it causes change in them and it, and it gives them an aha moment is really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. And so where do you see the, so if we talk about men and sort of the masculine character, that's now the modern masculine character, how does that differ from maybe 50 years ago in your mind? And, and how do we need to adapt um, if, if we sort of dive into the detail a little bit around uh, how, how, you're, how, you, how you live as a modern man versus, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago where perhaps we weren't, we didn't have such a, a therapeutic culture. Um, things were, were very different. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a tough thing, man, because back, you know, 50, 60 years ago, the roles were very clear. And again, I'm a, I'm a pretty conservative guy, right? You, you had the, the husband would go to work, he would hunt, he would kill, and he would bring it back for the family, right? He would make the money. The wife would uh, typically take care of the kids. She would uh, cook the food. She would get the house prepared. And life was very, very simple back then, right? A man knew his role. A woman knew her role in the house. Nobody was better or, 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 or a greater than one another, but they had clear-cut roles. And in today's society, right, a lot of women make more than their husband. A lot of women are the breadwinners. Uh, a, a lot of women are not necessarily into the whole uh, taking care of the kids, uh, so to speak, thing, or uh, making the meals uh, and stuff like that. So it throws off the roles, and for men, it can throw off their confidence right? Where does a man find his confidence? Where does a man find his roles and responsibilities now? Because no longer is he the breadwinner. No longer is he the hunter 
and the killer and the guy that's building, you have females doing that too. So somewhere in that translation, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a feeling of not knowing where a man's purpose comes from. And, uh, I think it's a, I think it's actually a pretty big thing in today's uh, modern society is, Hey, where does a man now find his purpose? Where does a man now find his, his, that hunter role? And I think it really comes down to just understanding Nick that as a man, we still have a, an obligation to our families, right? We are still the leaders. We are the ones that people look up to, we, especially in our, in our families, man, right? Our, our wife looks up to us. Our kids are looking up to us. And we have a great responsibility to step up and lead, right? We have a, a great responsibility to show people uh, the path ahead, that vision ahead. And a lot of men are just not stepping up to the plate. They're not taking on those responsibilities. Uh, and I think a large portion of that is because they're, 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 the roles have drastically changed, right? How, if the wife is making more money than me, then, oh man, does that mean that I'm not a man? Uh, or if she's uh, out working and I'm not just the hunter doing, uh, bringing back the, the food, does that make me less of a man? And I think there's a lot of complications that come with that in today's modern society, if that yeah. makes sense. No, that does make sense. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that it's, it's as tough for women. I'm not, not trying to, to, to exclude that aspect of it, but there's so many blurred lines. And I think uh, as we're brought up, we, uh, like, like yourself, I, I had a massive feminine influence in my upbringing. My father wasn't really around. And yeah, I think you, you just, you, you don't really know how to fit in, where to fit in. You know, half the time you're told to have the, the masculine kind of yang uh, physiology and the mindset to, to, to maybe play sport and then the other half of the time you're told to, to put that away um, it's not it's not it's not pertinent to, to modern life um, and you just don't know when to pull that out and I think it gets embedded in childhood if, if I'm honest and if I think back to my experience yeah you, know, um, you, you just don't know a lot of time you just don't know which way is up and then you get to sort of manhood and there's just so many questions and, and the behavior becomes very, um, very sort of embedded and then difficult to change. Oh, big time, big time. That, and that's why role models, that's why mentors, uh, I think it's such a, a huge thing in today's society because yeah, for a lot of men, maybe you didn't have that father in the home, right? Maybe you didn't have that that example of, of what a man does and what a man looks like or a great man looks like. So instead of uh, looking at your dad, now you're looking at your, your mentors, right? Maybe uh, for you, it is one of the Ed Milets or the Bedros Koulians, but you're looking, a man is always looking for something to model in, in, in today's world and who you choose to model, who you choose to surround yourself with as a man is really going to shape your destiny at the end of the day. So I think it's a great point you bring up, Nick, is that, hey, man, who, who do we, who, if a man doesn't have that role model in his life, what, is he, what does he do from there? I think it's a, a really important question. Yeah, and I think, um, the, the, I think partly, I've, certainly from my, in, in my gut, it's, it's, I think there's a lot of guys out there that are almost intimidated, or maybe that's not the right word, but, but, but scared to, to 
implant a, a, a kind of alpha role model in their life almost they're kind of almost hesitant to think oh shit that is actually what i want to be like and that is the person that i think you know you know they're, they're almost there's a resistance there i would say it's friction to that and that that's i think that's what what you're the good work you're doing is to try and move through that friction and get over the kind of oh i shouldn't yeah. be that alpha or i shouldn't be that kind of um open and i think you, you, you obviously similar in the us to the uk but in the uk i think that's even more uh, ingrained it's kind of not sticking your hand up not having a big voice and, and not being outspoken but yeah it's it's friction to, to what you're talking about i think friction to to really um trying to embody those 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 awesome role models totally agree totally mm-hmm. agree yeah 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 um cool the, the line's still working well so let, let's uh i've got a few more a few more points for you um uh, the question i always ask all, all my guests is uh, and i know you've got a health background and fitness is, is a big part of your life uh, the one question i always throw at people is what does health mean to you uh rich so what what, what have you got for me oh man health you know what i, I think what health is man is how Feeling good each and every day. And, and what I mean by that is somebody that doesn't take care of their mental health, right? They're going to have rampant thoughts running through their mind. They're going to have a lot of fear. They're going to have a lot of doubt. Maybe they're going to have guilt and shame. And running with those emotions, you're not going to feel very good throughout the day, right? It's going to bring down your emo- emotional stability. So I think what health is, is feeling good, having those good feelings each and every day, right? If you're not working out, Nick, and if you're not making health and fitness a priority and you're eating bad and you're drinking a lot of sugar, you're going to feel fogheaded. You're going to feel probably lethargic. You're not going to have that much energy. And therefore, you're going to run through life not feeling good. And I think the better that you feel throughout the day, uh, the more emotional stability that you have throughout the day is a great sign of health. And uh, it requires effort, right? It's not going to just magically happen. Everything good in life requires effort. And you got to take care of not only of your physical health, but your emotional health and your relationships. And by doing that each and every day, you're going to feel good. And um, I think that's a large part of, of what health means to me in my life. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great answer. Great answer. And um, with what's going on in the world and the press and the media, the brands uh, at the moment, what, what really gets under your bonnet? What kind of pisses you off? What are the things that you see on a fairly regular basis that you just think that's what I want to move away from? And that's what really gets to me. In the, in the media? Well, just in general, obviously the, the podcast's about health, but just the things that sort of get under your skin and you think, nah, that's not, that's not the way I see it. And that's not the way I want, I want it to be seen. Yeah. You know, I think especially around health and fitness is there's a lot of one size fits all things going around, right? Either you got to be on this particular program. You got to be on this particular diet to get results. You got to be on uh you know, that you got to order this next big cookbook or you got to get the 10 minute abs or the 20 minute uh, quick fixes. And what really, really gets me, Nick, is all the, the simple solutions that everybody claims to provide, right? If you do this for 10 minutes a day, you're going to look great. If you can do uh, this two minute exercise a day, you're going to look great. If you can have this magic pill, you're going to look great. And the reality of the situation is, 
is that these are just uh, quick fixes that don't work, right? What works? Everybody knows what to eat, in my opinion. Everybody knows that exercise is important. Everybody knows they should put the hamburger and the french fries and the fried foods down, but nobody is willing to do it. And what, what we do as humans is we go out and we try to search for more information, right? We want to go read the next blog post on health and nutrition. We want to go buy the next book on health and nutrition, but nobody wants to implement anything that they're learning. And I have a, I have a big belief that everybody now with the knowledge that they have could have a great looking physique, have a great looking body if they just applied what they knew. But no, we go and seek more information. No, we go read more blog posts. No, we go look for the next fix. And uh, it's, it's frustrating, to, to be honest with you, man, because I see it every single day, and I just wish I could grab somebody and shake them and say, hey, dude, you already have all the knowledge you need to get the body that you want or the health that you want. Yeah, I would agree. And, and yeah, uh, well, pretty much most things that you want, really, you, 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 I think we've got, we're addicted to – um, qualifications and information and information overload. We're addicted to it. And, and big time, you know, yeah. It doesn't, where does it get us? Who knows? Um, cool. And I know on your, on your, on your site and the stuff that you, some of the, your content, you talk a lot about willpower and developing willpower. Um, and that obviously links it with motivation. Um, how do you, what's your kind of like, what's your tool, your methods for uh, really punching through and developing incredible willpower? You know, it's a good question, Nick. And actually, I'm not a very big believer uh, in willpower, uh, to be honest with you, right? Because willpower is finite. Everybody has a finite amount of willpower in their life. And once it runs out, it's hard to get things done because you lose your willpower. Uh, what I always try to tell men is that until to get what you want out of life, right? To really get what you want out of life, you have to become it first. And it all comes back down to the key word of identity, right? What is your identity as a man? And let me give you a perfect example, Nick. In my life, right, I don't have to try. I don't have to use willpower to stay fit and to be healthy. I don't have to try to get up in the morning and work out. I don't have to try to – it's part of who I am as a man. It's what I do. It's who I am. If you ask me, hey, Rich, who are you? I'll say, hey, I'm a fit person. And because I resonate as a fit person, guess what? I stay fit, right? It's the same thing for anything in life, Nick, right? Whether you want a lot of money, whether you want to have great relationships, if you're not first, if you don't first identify as that person that has great relationships, if you don't first identify as that person that makes a lot of money, you'll never achieve it. And you're going to be trying to use willpower and willpower never works because it's finite. You run out of it. So you got to first become in order to have, and I think that's the best message that I could even leave with on this podcast is you got to become it and you got to change that identity. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um, and, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, I feel exactly the same the, the way I look at it. And I'm sure these aren't my words, but the way I look at it is uh, willpower is kindling or even the petrol you pour onto the fire. It's not, it's not the big logs. The big logs are your identity and who you associate yourself with. And, and, and that's exactly what in my coaching, that's, that's the primary thing that I look at is 
what are you identifying with at the moment versus what do you what do you need to identify with to become the person who does x y and z has that in their life enriches their life in those ways but yeah of course you you said it so well that's it man that's it and if people knew the power of that of that identity shift i think it would uh it would, it would create a mass movement, man. And that's the only reason why people don't have what they want in their life is because they have not claimed that identity. If you claim the identity, it, nothing can stop you. It's, a, it's the most powerful force on earth, in my opinion. Yeah, awesome. Rich, I'm happy to leave it there. Um, I know you, you're a busy guy and I respect your time. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, you jumping on with me, um, especially being out and about. And just, I wanted just to um, acknowledge you and all the awesome work that you're doing. And just, I know you did already. Can you share again where guys can uh, find you and engage with you? What's the best platform for you? Yeah, you know, I think the best place to find me is on Instagram at Onward Men. And uh, they can find all my content, my podcast, all the good stuff that we're doing uh, with that movement. Cool. And you, you're you're incredibly consistent. You're, you're, you've got a show pretty much every day you're loading up there. Yep. Every day, man. That's it. Every single day, five days a week, we have the podcast going. So if I don't upload something, then something's probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love, I love the consistency. Thank you very much. And, um, I hope we can do a round two, uh, maybe when you're in your studio and we can kind of dig into the details on, on uh, what we talked about today, Rich. I don't know if you're up for that. That'd be awesome, Nick. I'd, I'd appreciate that, man. It was great. Thank you for having me on. This is awesome. Awesome, mate. Well, um... There we go. Richard Mujica. Awesome, dude. Really, really impressed with his content and his messaging. Um, how clear is that? How simple has he made it sound? We know that the simple stuff is always the hardest to implement, but... Um, in terms of pure energy, motivation, and, and simplicity, that the the way he he boils it down and communicates it to the world, I think, is phenomenal, and certainly does a better job than I do. Um, if only, if only, um, yeah, I'm really impressed with with uh, that interview and, and the messaging that Rich has got. Um, it would mean a lot to him and me if you, you go over and follow him. Um, Instagram onward men is where you'll find him and he's up there daily uh, giving you that that sort of that injection of, of, of motivation and enthusiasm to move forward um, and, and point you in the right direction for incredible behaviors and, and self-awareness and identity and all the things that we talked about are are his kind of regular messages uh, there you go guys if you're happy with this one and if you if you um, if you liked it and questions feedback please get in touch with me um, on instagram at the knock that's the n-o-q you can also find me on uh, youtube facebook same the knock let me know what you think of the episodes so far subscribe on itunes give us a review that would be fantastic especially if it's a five-star review you can also do the most important thing for me would be to um, refer this to a friend verbally to actually let them know that that it's something they might be interested in uh, if they want to improve their health and get better understanding of uh, what's going on with them lots more great guests lined up and we will be bringing the next episode to you really really soon so stick with us guys we're going to uh going to crank things up thank you very much until next time